Building your own PC isn't just one of the great pastimes for a gadget nerd. To many of us, it's more like a rite of passage. Countless hours of research, the restless wait for parts to arrive, and that rush of powering up your first build. Assuming, you know, the cables found their way to the right home. In direct contrast to this experience loved by so many is the cold truth of the world we find ourselves in today. One of component shortages, skyrocketing costs, and outright price scalping run rampant. As with any good challenge, though, your hosts took it upon themselves to outmaneuver the system. Well, maybe. And are here this week to tell the tale, share some tips, and already start playing the next custom build because, well, that's just what we do. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we're back and here to talk this week about a... The thing about building a PC in 2022 is dot, dot, dot. If you can't tell that was a mouthful, it's because we couldn't think of a better way to say it. And believe me, the topic isn't any less complicated than the title. So yeah, and the, after the dot, dot, dot comes, I'm assuming um, cost prohibitive, expensive, some some sort of combination of words like that. Well, I mean, I, I might be cheating ahead Slow. a little bit, but dot, dot, <laughs> dot, dot, dot was the grammatically correct, but it really should have been dollar sign, dollar sign. There you go. Dollar sign, <laughs> dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Uh, no, yeah. it's, it's not great. And, and I guess we should just dive right in as we always do. Um, we wanted to talk this week and we, building a PC is our sample, like the, the, the expression of what we want to talk about. Really, I, I think it's easier to state the underlying issue continues to be the supply chain and materials costs across so many industries, really everything we can think of. I mean, yes, we can all still make toilet paper jokes, but I mean, it, there's still so much of that kind of stuff going on, especially, I shouldn't say especially in a lot of places, but for us, most close to home is the ongoing semiconductor shortage, component mm-hmm. shortages, uh, freight and transit costs, all everything that, electronic. Yeah. Yes. All of that leads to the cost to manufacture, distribute, and then subsequently buy consumer electronics is rampantly on the rise if you can do it at all. And that mm-hmm. was really the, the truest expression of what we want to talk about today. Um, this started as a bit of a personal journey really over a year ago uh, for me, because I'm I'm a, I'm a gamer at the end of the day. It's one of my favorite things to do when not working. And one of my like personal rituals is every three to five years, depending on hardware cycles and back to dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. <laughs> I, I like to kind of do a complete teardown and rebuild of my, my personal home computer, my PC. Um, and it, it's long time, been time to do that. In fact, shortly before 2020, it was time to do that for me. Um, but obviously with everything going on in the world, it, for a lot of reasons was not the smartest time to embark on that kind of personal investment. So I put the brakes on it. And as the world has slowly started to come out the other end, where I found myself was in a position to be more comfortable spending what I thought were the reasonable dollars to do it. And then being wholly unable to do it with or without those dollars. It wasn't a question of spending the money. It was a question of there's nothing to buy. Mm -hmm. And there's just no parts out there. Unless, yeah, unless you were willing to, double or triple down on those dollars. And that's what really led me down a rabbit hole that, you know, got me to work with the scenario I'm going to describe today. But then as we, as a group started to talk about that, it really became a topic that, you know, it touches so many things, you know, Eric, you, I know you went through this not too long ago, trying to buy an iPad of all things. Yeah. It took, it took months. Yeah. I mean, it was not, um, 
it was it was just the base model that whatever it is three hundred and twenty nine dollar um, cheapest iPad model. I wanted to get the one with the upgraded storage or whatever, but I put that in there. I think it ended up taking over ninety days from That's time the of 10. order. Two inch iPad. Yeah, the ten point two inch. Yeah, you know, with the, the bezel the still the whole thing. The, the yeah, iPad, iPad. It took yeah. it took over ninety days, and that was over ninety days for them to charge me like the. Like, you know, they don't charge you until they're getting, preparing to ship. And so it was a full 90 days, if not more before they charged me. And then it was another week, week and a half for them to ship it and get it here. So yeah, it took a long time just for that. And it wasn't like, you know, I know there are parts that go into it, but it was one skew that I was ordering. And when you're building Mm -hmm. a computer or whatever, you got a lot more SKUs you're going to have to go for, you know, to buy all the various parts. I was just getting one thing and it took, you know, three months to, for them to even charge me for it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Jeez. And it's, it's all over the place, you know, not to complete left turn before we ever went down the road with this one, but if you're still listening to this show, you should be well used to that by now. <laughs> um, another like very real example adjacent to, but just outside what we think of as consumer tech is the direct impact on the auto industry. And um, right. I was in a meeting with a, with a, with a partner of ours yesterday. Um, they just recently purchased a company that has a lot of vehicles on the street. Like they, they do service calls in the industry they perform and the company they bought, the vehicles were getting down to the end of their life cycle. And they, they knew that, I mean, the previous owner was kind of running it down to a sale and the new guys are coming in time to, you know, put a fresh coat of paint on the place, including the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And they discovered that. So the vehicle they were specifically looking at was the, you know, the Ford transit connect, you know, you've seen them everywhere. I mean, that's just, that's like the go-to, you know, city moving vehicle. Oh yeah. Orders placed for one today might be fulfilled in 2023. Oh, wow. We're, you know, some behind the pod. We are, uh, we're taping, taping, haha, this episode in April. So I I forget when this one's going to go live, but we're taping this in early April and, um, of 2022. So let's just assume that Ford shows up Jan one and I did not get the impression that was going to be the case. That's what, eight months, eight months yeah. Yeah, to get a vehicle. And this is not a Dodge Viper. This is not a Corvette Stingray. This is a Ford transit yeah. connect. It's not a custom they, modded thing, right? They, those no. are, those are standard vehicles. They don't do anything special, and, right? And, no, yeah, this yeah. is just a, this, it's a van. It's a van. <laughs> um, and then I, I promise I am going to bring this full circle back to our actual topic today. And the other gentleman in the room stated, well, you know, we'll do what we have to do. What's out there used. And they start looking and used Ford transit connects with not a small amount of miles on them where we live are going for in excess of $38,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I mean, because you can't buy a new one. So if it them, still yeah. has four wheels and moves, they're going for maximum dollar. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not a, I'm not a big car guy. You guys know this. No. I, I get a car to go from point A to point B. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I own a Hyundai, a Hyundai Tucson is what we drive as our family vehicle. Yep. Nothing special, right? I mean, we paid good car. Yeah. We paid 16, 17 for it. New, you know, when, when we got it, it was brand new off the lot before all this stuff happened. That car is a, tw- I want to say a 2017 um, and the current value of the car is eighteen six used. Unbelievable. Thousand dollars more, more than, than you even bought it for. Thousand dollars more than we paid for it in twenty seventeen. So yeah, I, I went through it myself. I you know I, I changed vehicles from a regular car, like a down low to the ground car, to an SUV. Uh, those who know me, long standing back issues, and that helped out. Um, 
I was only the car I had and loved very much. I had had for one year, almost to the day. Normally that is a, uh, you know, not a great place to be in financially yeah. looking to trade in a vehicle that, you know, only you want to make payments yeah. on for literally I'd made 11 payments on it when I walked in and, um, same situation. I mean, not only got out of it into the next thing, but made a couple dollars on the transaction, which just makes no sense. So as I promised, bringing it full circle, those crazy environments are also happening in consumer tech situations where, you know, we talked about it during the Samsung episode, how trading in a phone from just last year or several years ago, right. nets over and above trade-in values and things like that. So further going back to our topic at hand, I wanted to build a PC. Uh, I'm also just for any number of reasons, both financial and I'm, I'm going to play fast and loose with, with the word moral, but I do, I have a problem personally with the amount of scalping that goes on out there yeah, and oh, the yeah. bots and everything else. I just, I feel I'm doing an unjust service to, with my tiny little dollar votes, doing an unjust service to the industry and to the marketplace by furthering that practice by just shelling out, even if I have the money sitting there to shell out three times the market value of something, just because someone coded a bot to go buy all of them first. That mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I can't sit with it. Yeah. And it's um, not just therapy. in the tech industry. It's everywhere for those everywhere. bots, concert everywhere. tickets, all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yep. Card so. games. <laughs> yes. Players <laughs> can't even get new sets of cards. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah. So I, I set out with a general idea of the specs that I wanted. I wanted a, you know, current, towards the top tier, you know, CPU, again, towards the top tier video card, you know, again, one thing that I love about building your own PC is you can start at a base level. And as long as you're smart about that base, you can build up from there and spread mm -hmm. out some of the costs. But again, even that becomes very hard when you're talking about paying several times over on market value for the parts. So I started out with get, wanting to get creative and Dell who owns Alienware, a gaming PC company was what ends up doing a special some weeks ago and actually it was a little over a month ago now. And I had the crazy harebrained idea of, I don't just build the computer be about the specs. I, I genuinely, it's part of my hobby. I enjoy the process of building the device and making it my own. Oh, so yeah. Even though I could pay Alienware to build me almost down to the spec, what I wanted, I'm losing out. I'm part of that experience. And that experience actually has value to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let go of the whole thing just for the sake of a computer, but they can get me most of the way there, especially after discounts at or below market price for those parts. Mm -hmm. I may not be able to go buy a video card in the box, but apparently I can go buy a desktop with that video card already in it. So the wheels began turning. So I spec'd it out order the PC that not every single thing was exactly how I would have wanted it, but it was, it was enough of the way there going back to great part of building a PC. You can build it up from there. It mm. got me that base that I could build up from. So the, the, without getting all the way down into, you know, the literal nuts and bolts, my, some of my criteria was um, either an I nine or you know, this was my first foray into AMD. So Cody, don't laugh at me too much. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to get up into the Ryzen nine, like the upper ends of the Ryzen nine yeah. series. Um, if that was the route that I went, uh, minimum, uh, RTX 3080. Um, I, at component, <laughs> well, I was not, well, but even that's not the newest card anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. there's 3080 TIs and 3090s and, yep. and 3090 TIs, but I mean, even 3090 TI, it retails a $2,000 $2, card. That's, yeah. just, that's yeah. just not the tier that I was looking to play in. So really that 3080 or 3080 TI was likely where oh, I was yeah. going to end up. So where I ended up with Alienware was 
almost exactly in the middle of the road of what I was looking for. It was the, I did end up on the AMD side. So Ryzen 9 5900 series, um, you know, overall good card, plenty of threads, certainly an upgrade from the i7 I was coming from, uh, you know, because it was several generations old yeah. at that point. Um, I'm, I tend to overbuy on memory, but in this situation, they were definitely I think they took a page out of Apple's book on that one. They were really proud of their memory upgrades and I was not willing to pay again, <laughs> double what I knew I could buy it for. So yeah. I expect it was 16 gig. I just went for 16 gig of faster memory. So the DDR4, 3466, you know, the, the, the faster riff on that memory type, knowing I could and doing a single stick, knowing it was much easier than just go out and buy one just more another 16, and, yeah. and double up as long as I matched it out. So that was easy enough. So CPU, RAM, I, uh, RTX 3080, again, the, the, the bump to the 3080 TIA was simply unavailable even through Dell at that moment. Oh, I know wow. their inventory fluctuates much more rapidly than, say, a storefront, um, but the 3080 was there and ready to go. Still a dramatic increase from, the, um, from what I was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the rest, you know, one terabyte SSD, you know, all, all the other bells, Windows 11 Home, I was going to upgrade it to Pro again myself. Simple enough. Um, all said, um, I told you it's going to come down to dollars and cents. Out the door, as they say, uh, rounding the cents, twenty three eighty eight. So just shy of twenty four hundred dollars for that spec. Um, what I would consider the upper end of normal. I take all the COVID out of it and the crazy upcharges and all that. Um, if I were back in back in the heyday of just hopping on PC part picker and new egg and whatnot and getting what I wanted, that would have been the upper end of what I would normally spend building out a PC. Um, gotten close. That, was, that would probably be the, the, the top, the top side. So then I jumped onto PC part picker because I couldn't help myself <laughs> and figure out, okay, now once this thing arrives, what parts am I going to want to change? Sorry, Dell, Alienware team. I know you guys re- work real hard on these things. That's that chassis, not for me. It's just not <laughs> the I, triangle. <laughs> this is the oval one, right? That you, the oval yeah. one yeah. where it's like, one, yeah. it's really narrow at one end and super not narrow on the other end. It's just, I'm sure someone loves it. It's not for me. So uh, picked out a different chassis. Um, now, Again, going back to the things to learn when doing this, OEMs like Dell slash Alienware are going to use custom parts in a lot of cases. For example, motherboards. Um, you cannot very easily just lift that motherboard out and drop it into a regular ATX chassis. So is it like um, the screw so, holes don't match up with the ATX chassis? Yep. To, okay. Because again, it's that funky Alienware chassis. It's custom drilled. I'm sure... Many have done it. I'm sure there are ways to do it. I did not want to set myself up for the headaches that would come down the road doing that kind of modifications. So far simpler, just go buy a motherboard. Those are at least somewhat readily available. So between chassis, motherboard, this wasn't anything Dell did, but I already said I would have, if I were building this from the ground up, I would have done 32 gigs. So I factored in the cost of doubling the RAM to where I would have put it. So buying an extra stick of 16 gig DDR4. it shipped with, as I said, with the one terabyte SSD, super fast NVMe, great drive, enough for my OS and my go-tos, but I typically like to have more storage than that. So again, this would have been, oh, yeah. if I were building it myself, I would have added a second SSD for more generalized storage. So I factored in a two terabyte drive on top of the one that was already there. And um, a custom cooler, or not custom, but a an aftermarket cooler, because while this is water-cooled, it's Dell's Alienware water cooler that's made for Dell's Alienware motherboard right. and Dell's Alienware chassis. So again, there are downsides to doing it the way that I'm doing it. Believe me, 
So all said, uh, some quick math here, you know, six or 700, you know, actually just shy of a thousand dollars, about $900 worth of equipment. All, all said Extra. additional okay. over the top. Mm-hmm. Now, again, all of these are duplicates. I'm replacing it with the exception of the Ram and the SSD. I'm rebuying things that Dell is technically already sending me a perfectly good, like perfectly good motherboard, perfectly good chassis. If you're down with oblong shaped ovals, um, <laughs> all those things, it's fine. Um, you can really then go down the rabbit hole. Okay. I've got all these extra parts. Maybe someone out there is going to want them and you could resell some of them and recoup your costs. Right. Sure. Sure. Have to be a very specific do, person looking for specific Dell yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. So to go this route and do what I wanted to do, which was end up with my computer built my way with the parts that I wanted, my total spend again, rounding down, uh, I'm sorry, rounding the cents. We're at 3,288. So, so yeah, I'm sorry, exactly $900. So $900 spread between minus all peripherals as well. Minus all peripherals. This is, I already have my yeah. Samsung monitor. I've got my razor keyboard mouse. So this is just, I'm changing out the brains. That's it. Um, this is all in for the PC itself. So we're at 3288. Now we're definitely on the high end yes, of the cost absolutely. Of, of building a PC. Um, especially again, I didn't go 3090. I didn't go, you know, this is top tier parts, but not the top tier in their respective categories. Right. Um, there is a faster Ryzen chip. There is a faster NVIDIA card. There are other things that would have cost even more. And we're at basically $3,300. Um, and now a box full of, secondary parts that you really got to find someone that wants an OEM alienware case or an OEM. It's not like, Oh, I've got this motherboard. I can just sell it. You, it's, you're getting really specific. there, looking mm-hmm. for someone that needs that part. I know I could sell it, but how much am I going to recoup? Probably not frankly close to what I'm spending out. So that's yeah. just where it is. Um, Cause you're trying to resell OEM specific parts, different market. So that's what that's that would be. I'm not done with this process, by the way, because I've I've now I had to wait six weeks for the thing to arrive, and then so <laughs> yeah. I've ordered parts. But when this journey is over, for my thirty three hundred dollars, I will have ended up with the PC with the specs I've stated and a parts bin of parts that I'll either find a good home for or just make sure they don't end up in a landfill. But so that that's the way it went. Here we are in 2022 now because it's me the market is already starting to normalize a little bit. And I've noticed that video card prices have gone down some, but this is no less relevant. Um, 2022 building a PC. That's what it looked like for me. If I could get the parts in a reasonable amount of time, going back to using PC part picker and the like, if I just said, okay, I'm willing to pay over the top on some of these parts. If I wanted to just buy the parts, spend what I had to spend and be willing to wait, what would it cost me? So those exact same specs, without having to do the whole buying a pre-build and then rebuilding from the ground up total spend came out to just over $2,500, 2519. So more expensive by a little bit than the Dell. But if you factor in have not having to rebuy all those other parts, I could have saved myself about $700. But when would you get those parts? Good question. All spread out. It is definitely its own set of challenges. You can quote unquote, save some money, but there's that. Um, here's the, here's the real heartbreaker. So now I did some historical searching and said, well, what if, what if I could snap my fingers Q style and 
all the parts were back on the shelves and I could just walk into an old school tiger direct and just, <laughs> just everything say, I wanted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it was all just retail. Mm-hmm. So those parts for what I built retail total cost of building the PC, $1,911. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that sounds about what I built my original PC for. And that's been, as I said, the range in my, I do this every few years and my normal spend is right between 1800 and $2,000 all in always has been this go round. It's going to end up costing me nearly, nearly double that. And even just the pre-build from Dell was $400 over building it myself. And just because of the cost of video cards and the likewise, it's a $600 premium. And that's best case. A lot of the components in that, in that situation, they're not in stock. Like it's not right. just paying over for them. Like even in my $2,500 scenario, that was, I think, factoring in 1200 for a video card. That's assuming you could find someone willing to sell you one for, I think it was 1179 the one that I found that was closest to the one Dell shipped me. And that was if I could find someone actually willing to sell me one for 11 For that price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Jeez. I just, when I looked before we kicked the episode on, you know, I, I go on Newegg. That was always my yep. store to oh. go to, to, to check for Places part prices. I wish I would have bought stock 20 years yeah. ago. Right. <laughs> and before I started buying things. And they, um, they're selling like the 3080s right now on their site that they have in stock are going for right. anywhere from 13 to 1600 currently. There you go. And they have That's them in wild. stock, they say, but you know, when you put right. it in your well, cart okay, and actually so place the order, that. it's not always actually so let's there. Say, let's say it was 1500 bucks. So that's over 300. So factor that into my quote unquote build price. Now in reality, if you wanted to build my PC with parts that were at least more likely to ship called in the next five to seven days, we're probably back to knocking on that $3,300 price oh, yeah. that I came easily. full circle to do buying a pre-build and then buying the yeah. additional parts that I want. Buying this, well, this parts in stock for sure. Those four, the 40 series, right? They're not announced. They are coming. They are not. So they, what they just announced was the 3090 TI. Got and that is good. Okay. That is like the crowning jewel on this, on this NVIDIA series, not mm-hmm. to, to right turn too hard into NVIDIA's product lineup, but that is their, that is the, the, the ultimate of this line, mm-hmm. uh, MSRP of right, Eric, 1999, $2,000. Like $2, $2, right yep. Um, if you could get one and they're probably yeah. going to go for more than that. Yeah. Um, Cause someone's going to scalp them all and they'll be going for yep. 3,500 or 4,000. So, oh yeah. So th- that's, that's what's coming at us. And you're right, Cody, the 40 series is coming and that's going to start the whole process over again. And we can certainly hope that supply chains improve and semiconductors catch up. And, you know, we're not as deep into this rabbit hole when that comes around, but here and now today, at least it would just, it fascinated me. This has been a ritual of mine through several iterations in my life. And this was such a unique challenge. Um, and not from a, Oh, I don't want to spend this or, I really need to stick to this budget. Even though, of course, I, I gave myself a budget and very much wanted to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more the the absolutely incredible challenge of what can I even get? Like what needed to line up? What needed to happen for me to even get the parts in my hands and and build this computer? And I just think that's... And then when you start going back to our earlier examples of the parallels for that in, I need a car. What can I actually get? Yep. You know, I need a toaster. I'm picking on things now. Like you know, what what can you actually go out not irregardless of budget, but even setting budget aside for a second, what can you even buy? 
And I think that's a moving target for a lot of people and a lot of things. And I, I think I was talking about, you know, my car earlier, my, it was no longer comfortable for me to drive the vehicle that I was driving. So I needed to make a change. Mm-hmm. I still could have just, you know, bucked up and dealt with it. Like, it wasn't like I could not drive my car. I had a vehicle that worked. I could keep driving it. I think about people in the position of their car outright died or they were in an accident or whatever have you. They, they've now been thrust into the marketplace and have to go buy something. And that's used or going not, for more than is, new. Yeah. yeah this is not an advantaged position to be in there. Um, and I know it's this way in many places. I know here where we are in Florida, that that's a big case in housing as well. You know, if you're, you know, rent going through the roof and needing to, you know, the inventory of houses. And if you're yeah. again, thrust in the position of potentially needing to buy something, good luck. And the, if you can find something, the cost. So it's fascinating the, the the tech and the non-tech parallels to this exact problem that I ran into with building a computer transcends into so many other places of our day-to-day lives. Yeah. It makes me think about like younger people. Like when I was building a PC for the first time, like I, I probably would have been more hesitant if it was like exorbitantly more expensive, sure. you know, or you would have had to and build that something that was completely substandard because substandard. you just can't afford anything mm-hmm. decent. Even mid range is ridiculous at this point. So yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, to Cody's point, I think about some of my earlier PC builds, when I, when I had to be even more strict about mm-hmm. the budget and it was the result of extensive saving and, you know, planning and, you know, finally doing the thing. I think about that video card, Eric, you know, even the one that I found that was allegedly maybe going to be in stock for $1,200, $1,200 was the budget for my whole, what, what was <laughs> yeah, one time exactly. my budget for the whole build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were paying oh, yeah. what 300 was like, that's an expensive video card. Three, three forty nine. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, that's funny you say that because I want to say it was like my 280 or whatever it was like my Nvidia. Yeah. I think it was a 280 at the time, and I think it, I think those were like it was a big deal because it was the first time I spent over 300 dollars on a video yep. card or whatever. Like it, that was like mind blowing yeah. to do that. Yeah, and it definitely helped me get into into computers and tech more, like building your own. It's like sure. a fun experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like it it sucks that maybe people wouldn't be able to to do that like they would want to do that. Yeah, I mean yeah. I that's how I got started. I mean I I got a parts bin like you talked about John. My my dad brought home a cardboard box from work. I told him I wanted a computer and he brought home a cardboard box of parts from his IT guy at his office and said, "You want a computer? Here build it." So I built mm-hmm. it. And you know, and that's how I got into the whole thing was and just building it on my own. Yeah, building it on my yeah. own and and I, he wouldn't he probably wouldn't be able to do that today cuz I bet businesses out there aren't throwing away parts like that. They're probably no. reselling those computers because they can actually recoup some dollars that they can put towards whatever new technology they can't afford or can't find. Yeah. Or running them into the ground. I mean, not, just to step, gonna say, yeah. Yeah. Not, not to step too far into this side of our lives, but I mean, the, that's part of what we do. Either what we're working with people and, you know, that's a, that, that's a huge tangent of our consulting meetings. And when we work with businesses about, you know, looking at their budgets and you know, yep. never before in my career, have I been asked, as frequently, you know, not just should we do this, but do we need to do this? And do we need to do this right now? They're looking for ways to stretch the inventories and make the hardware last longer. And can we get it into one more fiscal year and just, oh, oh you know, these questions. And I, and I, I don't look down my nose at the question. I get it. I really yeah. get it. The, the need to do that and to be good. There's plenty of other places where as costs rise across the board, where these business owners are having to say, if it's the difference between, you know, our benefits increase, you know, the cost of benefits increase or new computers for up front, can we get one more year out of the computers up mm-hmm. front? Like I, I yeah. really, really get it. The trickle down effect is huge. It is it's huge. 
So I don't know. I, I will say, you know, to bookend it, I love my PC. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's been, and it's, it's not even done yet. And I've, I've been looking forward to it now for the better part of a year. Cause again, the original thought for this was, the, you know, I mean, you know, I was thinking about it back right before COVID very intentionally put a year hold on and said, this is not the right time to do this. Um, a year later said, okay, I'll revisit it. And then just ran face first into what the market was, especially a year ago, um, component prices even more outlandish than they are now. I was actually surprised at least to see memory and SSDs and several other things had gotten somewhat closer to a realm of reality and like most shipped relatively quickly. And they were at least there. Um, there's just those, those critical components, like call what is GPUs and story for a different day. There's the whole other aspect of the GPU market that has to do with the crypto mining market and you know, all that entire thing, which we will spend plenty more time talking about in the none too distant future. But it's just, it's all interconnected in so many ways with going full circle to the semiconductor shortage, chip shortages, transit issues, rising costs, all of it. So it's, it's been an interesting ride to say the least. It's a good time to buy a console. (laughs) Right. <laughs> is it though? Because I can't find those either. So, not up here. Really no. funny you say that because I just read an article again, timing the pod here a little bit here this this first week of April. Um, you can finally buy an Xbox Series X somewhat readily in several retailers. Um, the one article I was reading, and I do apologize, I can't attribute it because I don't have it up in front of me, but they were reporting that for the first time, more or less since it launched, there were multiple days in a row, like contiguous days where it was showing in stock at oh, multiple wow, yeah. retailers where they weren't That's sold crazy. out within minutes or hours of them going back in stock. Yeah, so, I haven't seen that up here um, yet. I haven't seen any oh, in stores no, yet. So we're not at the point where you're going to walk into a target and just pick up a series X and walk out less $500. I mean, that's just, we're not there yet, but even just if they're showing in stock for, I mean, really more than an hour at a time, that's a dramatic improvement. So the hope is that's, you know, inventory catching up a little bit, but to your point, Cody, I, I bet you Phil Spencer is not too upset about the uh, the PC chip shortages and yeah, the long, Series S is readily available, right? I yeah, mean, I think oh, so. It has been yeah. for a while. So if 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 Xboxes are at least more readily available than their PC brethren, then uh, he's just sitting back saying, "Yay us!" Right? But yeah, <laughs> definitely. And uh, the counterparts at Sony and Nintendo and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, looking at you, Nintendo, love my Switch OLED. It is not a Switch Pro. Please don't try and convince me it is one. I want a new Switch. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll be getting it announced this soon. Yeah, in case any of our double-digit listeners are happen to be at the product department in, <laughs> at Nintendo, <laughs> we'd really love to see that Switch Pro when you're able. Please and thank yeah. you. Um, I mean, Valve, I'm still waiting on my Steam Deck, so appreciate you guys. All right. Well, I think we've gone completely off the rails situation normal on this one. Uh, anything you guys <laughs> want to wrap up with on uh, the thing about building a PC in 2022 is dot, 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 dollar sign, dollar sign. I'm, I'm just excited to see you finish that build and see what it looks like on the other end. I want to, I want to, yeah. I want a before picture of the Alienware chassis and then an after picture of like what you've created. What I did. Yeah. Your, yeah, your Franken right. PC when you're I'm done. Just gonna yeah. say the Franken build yep. that's going the on. Frank, the Franken build. That is what it will forever be known as. <laughs> I, I won't bore our again handful of listeners with it but i'll certainly keep you two up to date yeah, if anything of actual report pops up we'll, we'll do a follow-up on a future episode all right well as always on that bombshell i think we're wrapped up for this week thank you for joining us and we will catch you next time bye later bye